I love the drum roll. I just can't help myself. I, I, I love to give myself a round of applause and a drum roll. Uh, good morning. And uh, today is Coffee Talk with Karen and Jonathan. And I have not done a coffee talk in a while. I've been doing lunch talk. I've been doing sex talk. But I haven't been doing a coffee talk. Although today it should be called dating talk. And I, I think I, it was a little too early in the morning and I made the wrong decision. But we'll see. Maybe I can talk Jonathan into sticking with me a couple of shows and we can do a dating talk as well. So <laughs> welcome. Uh, Jonathan, do I hear you? Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Well, I want to make sure you can hear me. So do you hear me? Just say yes. <laughs> uh, you sound, I know, right? A typical woman. I answer a question with a question. Uh, yes, yeah. I hear you loud and clear. You sound good. Hopefully we have some people that are tuned in. They can let us know if we sound loud and clear. And okay. uh, I want to say good morning to everybody. Now you're in California. And although I have like people in California that I love very much, I never get the time thing right. So it's like like three o'clock in the morning in, in California, right? What time is it there? <laughs> Are, well, I, God, I want to make a blonde joke. But um, so it's three <laughs> hour time difference. Uh, you know, something we learned in school, which you obviously yeah. must have skipped that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I not meant to be an insult. That's meant to be just a, a little bit of a joke. <laughs> no, I get it. And I, I'm I'm all good with it. And like I said, I have, um, you know, like a lot of people that I know. And I'm like, wait a minute. What time is it over there again? Like, I'm always <laughs> like a spaz. 10, 9, 8, 7. So it's 7 o'clock in the morning by you. No, it's correct? 8. What time? Tell eight. me what time is it where you're at. Oh, it's 11. Yeah, I thought it was So 10. subtract 3 me. from 11. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. okay uh, this is why, it. listen, this is why my husband always did, you know, the, the finances and stuff. Uh, you know, I, if I don't, I, I count on my fingers. My father goes, Karen, are you serious? I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Some people are good with numbers and some aren't. I'm one of those people. So, uh, got you know, it, got it. it's all good. Listen, we all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses and, uh, just don't ever have me do your books and you'll be in good shape. I have a, I have a, I have an attorney accountant that does my stuff. So there you go. So you're safe. <laughs> you're safe. God yes, willing, is, anyway. Right, indeed. Uh, yes. Yeah, so good morning. We have a couple of people checking in. Gina said that Jonathan sounds good. Hi, um, Gabrielle. I believe we have here with us as well. Thank you guys for jumping on. Um, I'm kind of excited because we're going to talk about dating today now. If any of you have been following my show for the couple of years that I have had it, Jonathan came on my show. God, John, what was that? Like at least two, three years ago, right? It was. It, oh, it, it was well before the pandemic. So yeah. it had to be. It, um, at least it three years, 2017, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, and God knows it's all like a blur. I don't know, you know, yeah. obviously I don't know what day it is, what time it is, you know, so uh, yeah. it's all relative. But, um, you know, what I, I appreciate is that I like your perspective on things because uh, as I recall correctly, you and I agreed on certain things and then we kind of thought differently on other things. So I love. That's OK. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was going to say I love to give a different silly. perspective. I know. I was going to say I like to give a different perspective on things, but, you know, we could be right or wrong, but it's all good. But, yes, there I do no appreciate that. There is such thing as right or wrong. There really isn't. No it's doubt. all a perspective. Um, I, I think of, though, is from a from effect, eventually you have to do what's effective for you, like what right. works for you. And my advice is based on, you know, a lot of different perceptions I have based on human behavior beyond the first, beyond attraction. So most dating advice is based on, you know, building attraction. What a lot of dating advice doesn't comp, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Consider is the importance of, does this person share the same values as I do? Is this person's lifestyle blendable with mine? And more importantly, mm -hmm. is this person an emotional grown-up 
to actually be in a relationship. So when a lot of advice is hyper-focused on attraction, like chemistry right. and romance, and it doesn't take into consideration these other things, well, then, yeah, you might temporarily be in a relationship, you know, might go on a date, it turns into something, you have sex together, and then it implodes six weeks, 12 weeks later, and I'm like, what's the point? So mm. I look at it from the back end rather than the front end. No, and again, makes sense. But then there's the other side to that where people might think, well, you know what, I'll take, um, you know, I'll, I'll take the six weeks. Like some people don't want more than the six weeks, right? So um, that's a challenge too, because when you first connect with somebody, you know, those things aren't always um, easy to tell or easy to see, Right. Um, well, I so, want to challenge you on that. So people will take okay. the six weeks. Okay. So, all right. One person is happy with a short lived relationship that goes nowhere. And the other person would like to explore a committed relationship because they want a partner in their life. Those right. are two mismatched people. But I True. highly doubt two people going, Hey, you know what? I'm just in it for the short term. I just like to fuck your brains out for a while and then we're done. I really don't think men and women. I mean, yes, there are the exceptions, you know, because of hookups and whatnot, but that's not how they, they're not actively dating that way. They might be hooking up that way, but they're not dating that way. And I think dating has an implied, hey, I'm doing this because I'd like to find a life partner. Mm. Okay. Now, one person might be thinking that and the other person's like, look, I just want to spend time. I have no idea what I want. So I just want to spend time with you. And if it doesn't work out, I'm going to move on. That lack of intentionality. And by the way, it's typically the men who operate this way, not the women. But that's, you know, I'm not suggesting that women don't operate this way. But here's what happens. You're a woman and you become emotionally invested to a guy who's just in it for the short run. What does that do to a woman from an emotional perspective if this happens over and over and over again? That has real repercussions on an, from an emotional level. Yeah, and and ramifications because you know then you become, um, you know, disconnected, right? Which is, I think, the world we live in right now. I think people are very disconnected. They're very emotionally unavailable, and I think that the hookups. And the friends with benefits uh, and whatever the hell else they call things have definitely had an impact on that because it's true, right? If you, I mean, I feel myself going in that direction too, because you just get to the point where you say to yourself, like you have two options, right? Either you go out and put yourself out there and try to date or connect or whatever you want to call it. Or you say, you know what? Screw this. I'm, I, I, you know, it's all the same bullshit, and I'm just staying home. It's easier that way. I mean, really, that's kind of where it where it goes. So it's very. Um, well, it's the path of. Well, it's it's. But here's the challenge. Oh, I'm going to say screw it. I'm just going to stay home. I'm not going to make any effort. But deep yep. down, you genuinely want to be in a partner with with ship with someone. Well, now you have an internal conflict of interest going on, and we can certainly yeah. rationalize it by saying, "Oh, the dating process sucks, and it's a pain in the ass, and all men are users, and women are gold mm -hmm. diggers, and all that." That's that's way to rationalize. What's happening is there's a suppressed need that isn't being met. And that wears on us emotionally as well. Totally. So, and yet, at the same time, it is a clusterfuck out there from a dating perspective. <laughs> we have a very dysfunctional, and this actually only began really being amplified the minute we put a smartphone in our pocket or our purse. The, <laughs> minute, the, this smart, the, the minute this device was invented, it changed how we connect with people. And hmm. while it created opportunities that didn't otherwise exist, smartphone apps in particular has bastardized the dating process because there's all this perceived belief that there's all these choices out there. And yet, you know, how often have you gone on swipe for 15 minutes and not swipe right on one person because you weren't attracted to them or something about their profile didn't resonate with you. So, you know, 
you could be spent. It's like the, and then, then when you do swipe and someone else swiped on you, all of a sudden it's like that hamster that got the pellet, you know, it's like the dog that got the treat. It feels good for a second, but then you go down this road of connecting and they only, they disappear because everybody, mm. there's so much noise going on and this mm-hmm. didn't exist. This didn't exist 10, 12 years ago. And, bef- and 10, mm. 12 years ago, the online dating, um, not apps, websites, because it used to be called a website, not an app, right. you know, was at least a little bit different because you weren't, right. you know, you weren't, con- you, it wasn't in your purse or your pocket every day. Well, and there was also, I think, more screening done. And the way that they they make these apps now, I always um, joked about it on, I want to say, like plenty of fish. When you're in your message box, there's like a carousel above it. Like, hey, what about what about John? What about Paul? Yeah. What about Greg? And it reminds me of uh, the dessert cart, you know, like when they come at you uh, in the restaurant and you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to have tiramisu. And then they bring the dessert cart over and now you're like, oh my God, the chocolate mousse looks good. <gasps> I think I have to have that, you know, carrot cake. And it's just the way that like you, it's noise, right? It's these well, the things that are getting thrown. Well, the difference between that analogy is you can actually buy that product. The difference mm. is in this particular case that's it's true. Like sh- let's use a different analogy, shoe shop. But the uh-huh. difference is you went to a shoe shop store and you're looking at shoes, but they tell you, you don't get to buy any of these. <laughs> mm. You may look all you want, or actually, it's, it's actually more like, no, a better analogy is window shopping. Okay. Mm. Because in the analogy you gave, you get to go, I want the tiramisu, I want this, but you don't actually That's get to true. do that in online dating. This is window shopping. You're at Macy, you're in New York, you're at Rodeo Drive, and you're looking, you know, at all the beautiful clothes, but you can't afford it anyway. But you go, God, I'd like to have those clothes. And it's a fantasy. That's what online did. Now, here's the thing. That's not to suggest people aren't. Hold on. I think you just described my nightmare. (laughs) Okay. I'm going shopping and I can't have those shoes. No, I'm only kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Isn't that every, no. (laughs) Yes, exactly. um, So, so. Now, here's the thing. People are meeting through these mediums. So it's not as if it doesn't work. What I right. think, uh, what it's, what's really what I'm trying to say, it's, when it does work, it's the exception. It's not the rule. Right. And I don't like to be the bearer of bad news. And, and part of the problem is, I will tell you, part of the, the way I see it is men and women over that. This is in midlife in particular for those of us over 40 years old, they Mm -hmm. overvalue what they think they can attract in. Because I look at dating Mm. profile pictures from women and men all day long in my profession, and Mm -hmm. 99% of them put terrible profiles of themselves together, number one. Number two, Mm. as we age, people get out of shape, uh-huh. They don't look as good. They age, they wrinkle. And yet we have the, uh, but we, our eyes are acting like we're a bunch of 20 year olds trying right. to date in a process. So we, we overvalue what we can attract. We overvalue mm-hmm. what we think we can deserve. And I say, we, mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. saying the, the, the majority, not the absolute everybody. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then what happens is you get rather frustrated because you're not meeting what you want, or maybe you do meet someone that's interesting but they're not into you or you're not right. into them or, or right. you guys don't share the same values. You find out that they're ex, you know, they're, they're still hung up on their ex spouse or they're, they're dealing with a nasty ex spouse because as we age, we have a lot more baggage that we're, yep. we're you know, dealing with. So these are just yep. many. And, and so this might, you say, you might say to yourself, well, Jonathan, why even bother? Well, guess what? It's these days, it's the only option because meeting in real life, barely happens anymore. Well, I think that, um, it, it, like you said earlier, it's definitely a clusterfuck. Um, I just want to say good morning. Uh, there are a lot of people that are jumping on oh. now. We see you. Good morning. Um, you can help us out. Share out the show to your 
social media or wherever, if somebody you know needs to learn a little bit about dating, um, you're listening to Coffee Talk with Karen and Jonathan. And Jonathan uh, is a life coach, a dating coach, um, you know, and and we have a lot of, uh, you know, I, I like Jonathan's point of views on a lot of things. Um, again, I always try to Tell show- me what you don't like. Tell me the point of view you don't like. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I can't. Too. I, yeah, I mean, I think I've done that when we've spoken before, but um, I mean, I'm just saying that I, I like, first of all, I like when somebody says something different to me and makes me think about something differently mm. because a lot of times people will throw things out there, but there's nothing behind what they're saying. So like if, if you're going to tell me, you know, well, yeah, it's a clusterfuck, but you know, here's where we have to go with it. I might, that makes me turn around and go, oh, okay, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. So yeah, that's true. Like, you know, so, you know, you keep, you know, put, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a, a different yeah. outcome. We know how well that works out, right? So um, I think so that, that it really is- So that really begs the question, how can we, how can, how can we improve the dating process? How can we, when I say, how can we? How can yeah. an individual improve their own experience? What can they do to get a better experience out of it? Well, number so, one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go Tell ahead. me what you're going to say. Oh, well, go no, I was, I mean, from my perspective, and I, I'm not doing this well at all. Um, I would say from what I've heard and what I've seen that, uh, again, you know, I say it all the time, communication is, you know, the biggest factor, right? Because like you said, if, if you're going out with somebody and like you need to know expectations, I don't think that labeling things is is necessary, but I think that, you know, you have to put out there and communicate the type of person that you are. Like when somebody, and we talked about this yesterday because I, I did a show, um, a sex talk show, and we talked about sex on the first date. Yes, no, maybe. So, you know, again, if that's your intent, then you should communicate that that is your intent. Um, if you're looking for you don't know what, then you should communicate that. If you're looking for a happily ever after, then you should communicate that. Um, the, the, the scary part about that as somebody that opens themselves up and communicates is that now you fear rejection, right? Because if, if I think you're cute and I want to go out with you and you ask me to go out with you and I say to you, you know, wow, this is awesome. You know, I, I've been looking forward to meeting somebody to share, you know, uh, you know, my life with now, if that's not what you're looking for, you're going to run away right away. But you know, better knowing it then than later, right? But I would say communication is probably one of the biggest things. So, so, so here's my feeling on communication. And while I am in full agreement that human beings should express what their desires are and be transparent, I'm in full agreement of that. And I, I do believe in being vulnerable, authentic, and transparent. Now, to the extent of being vulnerable, I, I certainly wouldn't want to share a secret with someone I don't know. Because keep in mind, right. when in the beginning, we're meeting total strangers. Right. I, I'm going to make a criticism, though. Okay. And that is, we don't talk about the word communication as if they're really good at doing it. And <laughs> I can tell you, women oftentimes vomit a lot of words out of their mouth that isn't right. communicating. So yeah, and I get then they that. judge or criticize men for not doing the same because men tend to be more logical thinkers and women tend to be, not always, more emotional Emotional. But yep. that doesn't necessarily mean that the message being sent is the message received. So you yep. just talked about two separate things. Once Yep. It's setting up what your, if we'll use the different word from expectation, we'll say, what's my desire? Now, okay. in the dating realm, most guys know not to say I'm looking for a hookup, okay? Because <laughs> even if they want that, because they know that that's not going to go over well. So what do most guys do? They say, I want a relationship. 
Well, that because that says to a woman, oh, he's a potential prospect. Okay. Mm. The problem with that question when a woman says, I'm looking for a relationship and a guy says, me too. Well, you have to define then really communication is, well, what does relationship mean to you? What does it look like for you? So to a woman, it might look something like this. We spend three or four days and nights a week together doing shared activities, hobbies, mutual interests, spending time with family and friends, traveling together, teamwork, building skills, both in our personal and professional life, intimacy, both physical and emotional intimacy that leads to either moving in together or getting married. Okay, that would be an example. And by the way, the reason why I know that by heart, because that's my personal example. So what I just shared with everybody is what I'm seeking in the form of commitment and relationship. So you've just shared okay. that with a guy. Well, in his mind, his, his relationship is, well, I just want to see you at my beck and call. And that's what a relationship means to them. Right. So, and by the way, women should never lead with what they're looking for. They should always be asking. But the problem is if you're not both on the same page, because, but here's the, the fallacy or the fantasy women operate. Well, he said he wanted a relationship. In her mind, she's thinking, oh, he wants the same thing I want. Okay. Right. That's not communication. Communication yeah. is actually going beyond and expressing what it looks like. That's number one. Okay. Number two, I see this with women habitually. They claim they're, they're all for communication. And yet what is one thing women do habitually? They don't speak up in relationship yep. because they're afraid the guy will leave them. Okay. Yep. So that is not communication. True. And when, when I wrote my book, What the Heck is Self-Love Anyway? A Journey of Personal Development, Self-Help, and Spiritual Work, the idea was, chapter one, speak your truth, do it with kindness. And right. later on the book, chapter nine, if it's sincere and from the heart, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person, or you can't do the wrong thing with the right person. So I agree with that. So fear of speaking up, which is a form of yep. communication, which you all habitually say how important communication is. You guys are terrible I, at communicating because you're afraid he's going to leave you. Yep. So if you really want to stand in your truth on communication, then start expressing yourself. That's one of my fundamental principles. But here's the thing. Oh, not but. And here's the thing. You have to communicate in a way that's non-accusatory, non-violent, non-confrontational. And yep. oftentimes when couples communicate, they communicate from a more confrontational way. So one of the things human beings are better served to learn is real effective communication skills. And there's a great book written by Marshall Rosenberg called Nonviolent Communication. Now, hmm. I wished he titled it Compassionate Communication because that's what it's all about. But I highly recommend every person listening to us right now is they buy that book so they can learn how to be better communicators, yeah. especially with your emotions, because emotions are very difficult to articulate because they're always yeah. moving targets. Okay, I'm right. pontificating. Right. No, I mean, I agree. Um, and it's funny because I was having a conversation with my son yesterday. Of course, not the same thing. Um, but I said the same thing, you know, and he was upset about something and I said, just, you know, how you feel is never wrong, but how you react to it or what you do with it, you know, uh, you know, from that point forward is where it can be, you know, challenging. So, you know, a lot of times people don't want to feel vulnerable and, um, you know, the older you get, um, I think the more callous you become, um, I think some people, uh, the older they get, it's a, it's a catch 22. Some people, the older they get, I feel like the more of an open book they are, if you will. And they're like, okay, you know what? I've tried it this way my whole life. It hasn't worked. Let me try it this way. And then you have other people that came out of a, a shitty relationship and they're like, you know what? I'm not doing that again. I like my life just like it is. Uh, you know, I, I never forgot. I had a guy that I went out on a date with and I'm still in touch with him now, years later. And he said to me, I wasn't supposed to meet you now. You got to give me time to make space for you. And I so appreciated that because I understood what that meant. It mm -hmm. meant like you're a great person um, and I like you, 
but I'm not going to give you what you want right now. Um, and you know, I'm single. I just got my life the way I wanted to. I had a terrible divorce. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm here, you know, but I'm not going there. And, you know, we, we remain friends, you know, since that point. When did but he eventually end up in a relationship two weeks later? Him and I, or. Oh, no, him oh, with him, someone yeah, else. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, still till this day, you know, he, he doesn't. But, you know, listen, again, th some of those things can be excuses. I get that. Um, you know, I mean, so let me see. Jimmy said women and men Did you guys have sex have... together? Uh, yes, but not that at that point. Okay. <laughs> After I'm sorry, that, I got to uh... call you out on this. So, I mean, that's a classic thing guys say, you know? After, by the way, why didn't he say that before having sex with you? No, he did say that before having sex. Oh, with okay. Me. So you you knew knowingly going. Okay, so this was basically a friend with benefits. Well, I, I mean, it wasn't really a friend. It was what it was. Um, it was but, just in a benefit. Know, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, I guess. Um, okay. You know, but again, you know, I'm. It's. You know, I'm in a different situation because, you know, I'm a widow, as you know, and, you know, a lot of I tried to do the relationship thing. I tried to do all that stuff after losing my husband. And, you know, I, I just was looking for somebody to fix it all. And I had to step back and realize that nobody was filling my husband's shoes and um, you can't have someone else complete you. I mean, if you're complete and you have the right person and now you feel completed, that makes sense. But a lot of times I think that when we are empty, we're looking for someone to fill us up. And if you're, you know, if you're uh, if you're filled uh, from someone else, then you're never going to be whole. Right. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I think there's a lot, and I always say to people, you got to do the work. So I think that I was a lot to handle at that. I mean, first of all, I'm always a lot to handle, but yeah, I was going to say you sound like a lot to handle. <laughs> I am a lot to handle, but I, but I know what I come with. So, you know, I am a lot to handle, but I'm very easy to handle when I'm, when I'm good, I'm good. Um, so it's just a point of, um, knowing where you stand with people. I think that that's the most important thing in, in my world is knowing where I stand with somebody, because if I'm ever questioning my importance or relevance to that person, then my actions aren't going to be true because now it, it becomes like, you know, that men and women play games like that. Oh, okay. She's not calling me back. So now I'm not going to answer her call, you know, like, hello, how old are we? You know? Um, so yeah. I think that, you know, that, that comes into play a lot too. Um, so wait, what did Jimmy said? Women and men should never have unreal expectations or ideas of what their perfect lover is. Right. Because you don't know till, you know, um, let me see if somebody else. I want to um, know why Gina thought you called me out. No, he, you, I got called out. You called me out. She, she said. Oh, got it, got it. You got Karen. You got <laughs> called out. Yeah, yeah. I'm good uh, at she, calling people. She out. was right. No, she was. She was saying that you know on me because I'm the one always calling people out. So uh, you know, I think that that was um, what she was saying. Um, got it. Got I just it. want Thank to. Thank you, Gina. I appreciate that. Yes. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that is tuned in right now. Uh, we are live um, on uh, realtalkwithkarenstacy.podbean.com. Hit that follow button if you're listening. If not, you can always catch us on the replay on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, and you are listening to Coffee Talk with Karen and Jonathan. And we're talking about dating. So I know we touched upon so a lot. So ask me a good question. I'm going, I was just, well, could you give me a second? <laughs> I was just going to say. So I want to know, what yeah. do you think is the biggest issue with dating right now? Well, actually, you might have answered that because you said the phone. You thought the smartphone was the biggest well, issue. I think that's, I, I think there's a number of different issues going on. Um, one of it, which uh, starts with the, the first off, Dating requires, how do I say this in a way? 
you have to be seen by single eligible people to be asked out or to ask someone out on a date. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And as we age, we, we are mm-hmm. less, we are no longer in the same type of environment of being mm-hmm. around single eligible people. And True. this pretty much started when we, we went from, we, we started off in tribes, you know, when it used to be your tribe was 50 people. Well, basically 20, you know, let's say there was some elders and some children and there was 20 men and 20 women. That was it. You got to choose from that. And then we moved into mm. villages and there might've been a hundred people in the village. And of, let's say mm-hmm. you know, 60 of those, you know, half men, half women, that's all you choose from. And then we moved into small towns and a town might be 500 people. You literally, whoever you were going to date was right in your purview. Right. And then right around the sixties, you know, it used to be actually people used to meet in the workplace. That was one of the predominant places to meet was either in co- high school, college. And if you were if you were still single after your, your mid 20s, you most likely met someone in your work environment. OK, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these days and especially since covid, just meeting someone to go out on a date with is one of the first challenges. Mm-hmm. Now we have these devices that makes us have this belief that we have all these people to choose from, but that's the, the fallacy. Okay. So first True. is meeting people. True. The second thing is what's different. If I go back to the tribes, the villages, the towns, most everybody that was in the same tribe, village or town, they most likely shared the same values. Yep. If, you know, for yep. argument's sake, if everybody was yep. a Democrat in the town you lived in, then you all yep. shared the same values. If it were all Republicans, and I'm using that as the example because it yes, didn't exist got it. thousands of years ago, but you yep. shared the same values. Now yep. we are a melting pot of different values. And quite frankly, yep. we're a divided country here in the United States between blue and red and vax and yep. no vax and, you know, the media yep. and whatnot. So we're very divided. Okay. Yep. Next is lifestyle compatibility. Well, when you get into your midlife, you might have divorce, you might have children, you might be, you might have an ex-spouse, you know, that you're dealing with. You might, I know in your case, you're a widower. You know, in my case, I lost a child. So, you know, we all have our different experiences. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, And 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 so we have different lifestyles. And and by the way, we have different work habits. We have different living habits and such like that. And the farther distance apart two people live, the more challenging it is to actually create continuity. Okay. Mm. Just keep Mm -hmm. in mind, everybody, when it was all proximity based, your tribe, your town, your village, it was Mm -hmm. so easy. You walked across the street and there was your girlfriend's house. Okay. Right. So, so we now, if, if even 10, by the way, 10 miles for me in Los Angeles is a one hour drive with LA traffic. Yeah. So just the, the ease of getting together. And then I'm talking about blendable lifestyles. This is why people that engage in long distance relationships oftentimes engage in fantasy relationships. And I'll talk Mm -hmm. about that in a moment. And lastly, emotional maturity. Here's the thing. When we used to be in tribes, villages, and towns, or tri, you know, tribes, villages, and towns for the most part, up until about 60 years ago, the predominant reason to get into a relationship with someone was for survival reasons. We needed mm. each other to survive. Okay. Yep. Women in particular needed men to survive. And what changed everything was the, um, you know, for to some degree, the emancipation of the woman's ability to earn her own living. And the second thing was the birth control pill. That changed everything. Because a woman used to be up until 60 years ago, she had to be very selective whose penis got to go inside her vagina because that sperm could create a baby. So they were way more selective on who they actually would engage with. In fact, that's why it used to be if you wanted to get laid, you had to get married because you needed to know this person would stick around to be around to help raise a child. And birth control changed everything. It gave the power within the woman to be able to make the choice of whether and who she wanted to have sex with because she wasn't afraid of the repercussions. For the most part, right. not every woman uses birth control, but a significant percentage. So these right. are, this, is what's, this is where we were and where we are today. And now sex is absolutely undervalued. It's absolutely undervalued. In other words, 
it's so easy for, by the way, these, the dating apps has basically replaced going to a prostitute and not to suggest I'm (laughs) remotely suggesting women are prostitutes. What I mean to say is we can just make a lot of promises. Hey, I want a relationship. And she goes, I want a relationship too. Great. We have sex together. And then the guy does what the guy said to you. You know, you're too good of a person for me to be in a relationship with because I'm not ready for a relationship. But we got laid. And by the way, it might have cost us a couple drinks or some dinners or whatnot. Big deal. Right. Okay. But then we do the pullback, the dysfunctional pullback. I'm not ready for a relationship. Right. And this is because most humans, for the first time in their life, because they're not dealing with they're not dealing with survival needs. We now actually, for the first time in history, we are actually have the luxury to navigate our emotions and our feelings that didn't exist before. When you mm-hmm. always had to worry about the tiger that came out to, or the, the, you know, the, you know, whether it's, um, you know, tribes, one clan trying to kill the other clan, when you were worried about survival, you didn't have to worry about emotions. And here's the bigger piece here, sweetheart, is that most humans are ridiculously dysfunctional with their emotional maturity and their actual relationship skills, their ability to communicate. Amen. Amen. That's very, very true. All right. So that's where we are today. What's the solution to all this? Well, Well, hang on. Hang on one second. Hang on one second, Jonathan. I just want to read. So Jonathan, uh, Jimmy said the biggest issue in dating is judging the other person too fast and not giving one self or the other a chance at love. Is it fear of am I not good enough or are they not good enough? What do you have to say to that? Great question, Jimmy. And and to the extent that I, by the way, the reason why I gave this long winded picture, because to understand where we are, we have to understand where we came from, because many of us are operating from an old paradigm. The I'm a traditional girl and I expect traditional things. So as an example, we are not, we are in a whole new ball game because of technology. So judgment is oftentimes based is, is 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 based not oftentimes is based on fear whether our own individual it's all individual fear fear of rejection fear of abandonment fear of criticism whatever fear we might have it comes out in the way we judge others because it used to be we met people organically for example yeah. when i think of my son when he was in college he he dated a woman who we knew and they had classes together, they did debate together. And after a couple months, they felt safe with one another. Or when mm-hmm. I let me reframe that, they, th- this wasn't conscious. But what I'm about to say to Jimmy's point is when we don't feel safe, we oftentimes the ego has to rationalize it by judging another person. Mm-hmm. Okay? But really, ultimately, it's because we don't feel safe because here's the bigger issue. The biggest issue we are dealing with today in dating is most of the time we are meeting total strangers. And refresh my memory, Karen. What did your mom and dad tell you about strangers growing up? Yeah. Well, please. I was the biggest bitch going. Don't talk to anybody. I grew up in the Bronx. My parents were like, you don't look at anybody. You don't talk to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. So you were raised with a fear of strangers. Okay. Yep. And we are meeting total strangers. I mean, yep. we don't know. We don't know their values. We don't know their lifestyle. We don't know their past story. We don't know any of their friends. And think about it. When I mentioned those tribes, those villages, those towns, everybody knew each other. There was an accountability. And by the way, what I talk about in my private coaching, think back 50, 70 years ago. You know, if someone was going to go out with your little sister, you know, the, you know, the big brother would pull out the shotgun. If you, yep. you know, if you treat my little sister like shit, guess what? I'm cutting yep. off your nuts. You have yep. a lot more responsibility to be um, intentional and, and conscious about the other person's feelings because you had a fear of repercussion. We have no yep. fear of repercussion because today we can simply go somewhere. A hundred and ten percent. And I think that even beyond the dating world, I have seen that. Um, just in people in general is that 
they think that there is nobody behind you, so to speak. So therefore they can, you know, they can have bad behavior, right? Like the way certain people, the cer certain things that people have said and done, had my husband still been alive, they would have no teeth in their mouth. But because, <laughs> no, I'm serious, but because they think, and of course people don't know, they only know what, you know, you allow them to know, but people think that it's okay to have that kind of bad behavior. So yeah, they may treat a woman differently. Like again, it, if you go out in certain circles and this one knows this one and this one knows this one and this one knows this one, and it's kind of like, listen, you better do the right thing by her because you know she's a whatever, whatever. It, it comes from a different place. But you're right. If you go out, I remember when I I tried to do that whole dating bullshit, and I would tell my girlfriend like where I was going, um, you know, whatever I knew about the guy. I mean, at one point, I take I take a picture of their license plate. I mean. Some people even go out on dates with people, like you said, strangers, and they have them pick them up at their home. Like, I mean, that's well, crazy. And that's, by the way, I don't want to get into the fear of that. What I really want to hyper focus on is the fact it takes a lot more to get to know someone. And ultimately, yep. one of the key fundamentals of a successful relationship is trust. And what uh -huh. I mean by trust is I don't mean trust is about fidelity. What I mean right. is the trust is, does this person genuinely have my best interest at hand? Does this person right. really? So, you know, so here's the thing. You've gone on a date with someone and let's just use, we're going to use men in this category where the guy love bombs you. Now, folks, first off, love bombing is a very natural male thing to do when we feel What does that mean? What is love bombing? So let me explain. What is that? Love bombing means, okay, so first I want to explain where it comes from. Okay. When a man feels excited about a woman, very excited about a woman, he's usually in what's known as a state of limerence. And limerence means extreme infatuation. Coupled okay. with lust. Okay. Lust means I want to fuck you. Now, every guy wants right. sex with most every woman he goes on a date with, whether we like them or not. So there's <laughs> limerence and lust. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so now, what that does is often cause men to over-exaggerate their desires or their affections. That's the love bombing piece. It's an over-exaggeration of desires or affections. So the woman hears this and goes, oh, my God, my Prince Charming, he just put the slipper on my foot, you know, the glass slipper on my foot. And then they right. have sex together, okay? Right. And then that guy pulls away because he realizes that he over-exaggerated his actual desire with someone, okay? Mm. This is because it takes about, so here's the problem. That all happened in a nanosecond, one, two, or three days. Right. Here's the thing. It takes about 100 hours of face-to-face -face time. Face-to-face -face time, not telephone time. Remember I said before about long distance? Yes. Folks. Human being, men do not bond over the telephone. I can tell you, I probably have accumulated hundreds of thousands of hours on the telephone, both in my personal life and my professional life. And of all those phone calls, I can only remember one phone call I ever received. And it was the phone call I received from my ex-wife telling me my son passed away. That's the only phone call I ever remember vividly. But let me hmm. tell you what I can remember. I remember that time my girlfriend and I walked up to the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles. I remember that time we took a trip to New York. I remember that time we took a trip to Vancouver. I remember the Burning Man party we went to at my friend Cara's house. I remember the weddings we went to. I remember experiences. We mm -hmm. do not remember telephone calls. So we don't actually bond through the telephone. So when I say 100 hours of face-to-face -face time, I'm talking about social activities, hobbies, mutual interests, spending time with family and friends, traveling together. That's how we bond with a human. But if you met someone on a date, you had a couple cocktails, there's lots of chemistry going on, he's love bombing you. You know, you feel like it's the slipper being put on your shoe. And then three days later, you're having sex together. Then it's no one. So, so here's the thing, you haven't built trust. And trust, as I said a moment ago, trust is... Can I count on this person to care about my feelings as much as I care about my feelings? That's trust. 
when you know mm -hmm. that person genuinely like, you know, you, you take care of your, you know, if you have children, you know, there's, you care about your child's feelings most of the time. And that develops trust between you and the child. And hope, I mean, most of the time it's not reciprocal in the exact same way, but that's, I'm trying to give you an example. Do you trust this person is going to be there for you through the tough times? Well, mm -hmm. getting sucked into the fantasy, the deception of chemistry is, a, is setting yourself up for failure. And ladies, you know this shit, and yet you still continually do this. Hmm. Well, you Just know, my I perception think, anyway. No, and I, I get it. And I, but I think that besides dating, I think that goes full, you know, that goes for everything, right? Because even Absolutely. as we get older and we build new friendships, right? I mean, I, I am not one, I don't like to let people, well, I shouldn't say I don't like to let people in. I, I mean, I love people and I can pretty much get a vibe off of them. But again, you never know, you know, until you go through certain experiences with them and you see their actions, right? So again, that's how you trust somebody. So if something takes place and somebody's you know, uh, is talking about, you know, let's say myself and, uh, you know, this person is, you know, going along with it now, you know, whose best interest do you have at heart? So it's really, um, and again, it goes back to, like you said in the beginning, it's compatibility because there are some people that think nothing of that. Like, oh, well, you know, no big deal. Yeah, they were saying whatever. Yeah, I, I just ignored them. I, I don't want to get involved. And then there are certain people that would say, all right, I wouldn't get involved either. And then there's somebody else that might say, but they were talking about me and I wasn't there, you know, and you just allowed them to do that. Like, you know, and so some people are cool with it one way. Some people are cool with it another way. So it, it does have to do a compatibility because the person. Yeah, but here's the thing. Can I jump in on compatibility yeah yep. most people think of compatibility like this you like sushi oh my god me too you like stand-up <laughs> paddleboarding oh my god my favorite sport you like the rolling stones yeah. i've seen them in concert eight times oh my god yeah so no compatible no True way compatibility no way is, does this person share the same values as i do yes and yes this 100 is this lifestyle blendable with mine and then ultimately is this person an emotional grown-up to actually even be in a relationship? And let me just tell mm -hmm. you something. My belief system is 80 to 90% of human beings here, at least in the United States, are have weak emotional skills or dysfunctional skills at best. At a thousand best. percent. And, and, are and by the way, everybody thinks they're the exception to the rule. Yeah, so you have everybody delusional about their emotional yep. capacity and their relationship yep. skills. So then... Remember I said I'm going to offer a solution here? Yep. So here's the most important thing to remember. The quality of your life is predicated by the quality of your relationships. And that's a quote from Esther Perel, who wrote the book Mating in Captivity. And what I like about that quote is the most, in my opinion, the most important relationship you're ever going to have is the relationship with yourself. So Amen. rather than dating, how about learning to date oneself by through personal development, self-help and spiritual work by actually mm -hmm. becoming that person that can communicate their thoughts, feelings in a way that can be seen, heard and understood by learning how to be genuinely vulnerable, authentic and transparent in a way that actually invites someone into your life. So right. Instead of pushing them yourself. away. Yeah. Date yourself. And then allow yourself to become a magnetic attractor for somebody who has also dated themselves. Because our current dis dating practice through these smartphones is going to yield. I mean, yes, there's the exceptions. There's the pony yep. in the shit that does happen. But these are the exceptions, not the rule. My invitation is for everybody to build the best relationship that they have with themselves. Because whether or not you meet a guy or gal out in the future... You only have yourself at the end of the day. My mother and father were married 60, just one month shy of 66 years before my mother passed away. Well, my dad's 96. He spent the last four years by himself. They didn't die mm -hmm. together hand in hand. So, I get it. You know, so my point is it's never a guarantee who's going to be by our side. 
except yep. for one person, and that's yourself. Well, and that's and on what that, I, was... I say an amen and say good night to everybody. Have a wonderful yeah. evening. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Um, I'll be yeah, all no, week. I... Uh, leave uh, <laughs> leave a donation at the door. <laughs> no, I I agree with you a hundred percent, and I I've talked about that a lot on my show, especially coffee talk. Uh, you know, we all kind of bonded during the pandemic, and you know, as everybody's sitting there scratching their heads, going. Uh, is the world coming to an end? Like what's going on? Um, you know, and, and I always say you got to do the work. So, you know, you can't, you're right. And the thing is, is that most people are not self-aware. So they always, like, I always say, like, they always go, oh, well, how come there are no good guys in the world? How come there are no good girls in the world? And it's like, there are, but you're so unaware that like, for instance, you have, I had a, like, I'll have guys that try to, you know, ask me out or whatever. And, and it'll be, um, well, you know, I, I, I'd love to, you know, get to know you or, you know, go out for a drink or whatever. And my response, if I was interested would be, you know, okay, sounds good. So the next text is, is, um, all right, well, let me know wait, what? Like, aren't you the man? Like you just talked about how you're, you're looking for old school. You're looking for this. You're looking for that. How about you step up and be the man then? Because the next thing you asked me to go out, I said, that would be nice. The next thing isn't let, so let me know, like LMK. The next thing should be, okay, great. Um, I'm available. See, now, I'm going to jump in on you for a second because now you have an expectation. I'm going to, I'm going to call yeah. you out. Another time. Right, but why shouldn't have I have an expectation? I expect why you to I? operate this way. Well, because, well, rather than have an expectation, can I offer an alternate way of looking at it? Sure. How about compassion? So he said, let me know. So he's offering, he says, please let me know. You're saying, I expect you to be a certain way because you're the one who has the penis and I'm the one who has the vagina. How about just looking at his, I'm a human being and he says, you know what? He says, let me know. And goes, great, I'm available Saturday. Does that work for you? That's a more compassionate way of going about this than going at it the way you. I'm going to stand here on, on this, this side of the line and saying, you have to do it this way. I'm just, well, that's, I understand why. But you I didn't, do it I didn't that do that. I, I am very compassionate. I am very kind. So I no, didn't no, no, but no, do no, no. it that the way, way you at all. It was not from a place of love. It was from a place of expectation. Okay. Hear well, me out. I, I get no, no. Out. I heard. I got you. Okay. I know what you're saying, okay. and this is where you and I differ. Um, yeah. And I get what you mean. And I am as kind By the way, as they I know come. He's a pussy, and he's not going to be your guy. But I'm just saying is. <laughs> no, and I get what you're. Here. No, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that. People need to also take initiative. So, you know, if, if you ask By me way, to no, do no, something. Time out. The minute you say people, you're saying, I expect you to operate the way I do. How about just focusing on what you need to do? Well, that's very true. And I just told my son this the other day, too. Not everybody thinks like you. So 100%, I get that. But that also has to do with... If okay, so let me digress for a second so that I will make you understand why my expectation was different. So, you're posting things. This, I'm giving you an example. This particular person was old school Italian, right? So, old school Italian men that's what they come from. They're the um, the ones you mean that misogynistic, patriarchal, control free kind of men. You're talking about those traditional. Old school Italian men, okay? Tony right. Soprano, right? Okay, right. gotcha. Right, right. <laughs> so, right, exactly. So, by now, the way, I want you I'm... to read what Jimmy wrote, by the way. Jimmy wrote, just read what he wrote right now. All right, hold on. I got caught up here. Um, He's um... right. Some guys like to follow a woman's lead so she's comfortable. That's why guys say, let me know when you that have was time different. for a date. No, 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 that's busy different. busy and have a life. 
That's different. No, no. I'm telling you, I know the difference between that. I, I, I'm not that, you know, out of touch. Um, I know the difference. It was the ball was dropped because and I'm going to tell you how I know this, because I actually followed up and said, hey, okay. just reaching out, checking in, you know, seeing, you know, how how's everything going? And still it wasn't, um, you know, brought up. So that would be the time to bring that up is what I'm, and that's a point that I'm trying to make is that that isn't my person because we're not on the same page. You got to take the cues sometimes. Believe me when I tell you, I will ask a guy out in, with no issue. I, I have no problem hiding how I feel about something. I mean, not hiding how I feel about something, but I'm saying the cues are, are there. Um, Hold on. Let me just read. You told me to read. So give me two seconds so I can catch up. I already read um, it. <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't. So you told me to read it. Yeah. Give me a second. Okay. Um, so let me see where we are now. Uh, they're talking about, about painkillers. Um, yes, they are all taken. No, they are not. They just don't sit on Tinder swiping. Okay. Um, where else am I here? Uh, I'm trying to, okay, right here, Jimmy, he's right. Some guys like to follow a woman's lead. So she is comfortable. That's why some guys say, let me know when you have the time for a date. Cause people do get busy and have life's obligations. That was different though, Jimmy. I agree with you on that. The response that, that it was a different, uh, thing there. Um, right. What does let me but know let's mean? Not, let's exactly. not make a mountain out of a molehill here, here for a second. My point is. I invite you to recognize that men and women struggle with the current way of dating. Okay. Agreed. They yep. just struggle with it. So I'm here to offer some uh, a perspective of let's just, you know, rather than judge people coming back to that judgment question earlier and judging yep. them as being bad because they didn't do the way I wanted it to be done. Okay. That's our little right. kid saying, mommy and daddy, I want to go and have my Christmas, my birthday party this way. And the parents say, no. Okay. And the child right. stomps around saying, well, I'm mad at you, mom and dad. Okay. Right. What I'm here to suggest is just recognize that men and women are struggling here. So we have a choice. We can come from a place of love or we can come from a place of judgment. I have a podcast called what would love do. And whenever I'm faced with a problem, I ask myself, what would love do right now? Now, when I use the word love, I could replace the word Jesus. I could say Christ. I could use a lot of different perspectives on it. But the idea is how can I operate from a place of loving rather than from a place of judgment, fear, criticism, contempt, defensiveness, stonewalling, all those things? Because that's part of being an emotional grown-up mm -hmm. is coming from that place. And I'd rather not come from a place of expectation I certainly don't, I don't discount having a place of desires, but the minute we expect something from somebody else to do it our way, we're already coming from an entitled point of view. Now you can desire, you know, it would have been nice if he had done this. It would have, because mm. you could have said, it would have been nice if he had done this. That's coming mm. from a compassionate place. I expect a man to be a man. He said he was traditional. He's Italian, blah, blah, blah. But just remember, Traditional men were really jackasses to the women they were with. So let's be careful of that. Throughout history, women have been treated as property or chattel for the most part throughout history. Women have always been second-class citizens. So be careful of the word, I expect a traditional man, because what you're telling the universe is, I want a man to treat me like shit. I know that's not what you cognitively are thinking, but be careful of it is what I'm saying. No, you know what? And again, uh, you know, good perspective. Um, you know, like, you know, Carmela just said, you know, uh, that's every culture. Yes, there are a lot of men, um, yeah. you know, that that is every culture, obviously. Um, but we were using that as an example because that was what I had, um, you know, was was talking about. No, but that's but why yes. rather than I'm here to say, you know what? So I'm just offering you to have looked at it in a way to say, you know, it would have Got been it. really nice if he had done this rather yep. than the judgment of saying, I expect a man to be this way. Because by the You're way, right. we men expect women to have sex with us whenever we want. How you know, likely is that going to happen? So let's go from expectation to desires is my way of looking at things. No. And again, I, does anyone I love... here listening agree to me, agree with me? <laughs>
It see, so Caps just said it's hard when you can never do enough. Never happy. Always moaning. Well, you know, so here's the thing. Yes, you know what? A lot of people can be martyrs. They think they do more than the other person. I'm not in agreement with that. I look at a relationship like two people driving in cars side by side one another on a two-lane street. You should be driving relatively close to one another. Never give more you know, than the other person is capable of giving because then you turn into a martyr. I've given so much to this relationship and he, he or she did nothing. Well, that's yep. martyrdom. That's not, and that's on you. It's not on them. You know, that's yep. the reason, you know, it's like you took the sword and stuck it in your gut and then you're blaming that yep. person because they never touched the sword. Well, that's what I mean is that a lot of people are not self-aware. So they don't realize that they're the ones, you know, in, you know, that, that hold the, the, the key in that. Um, uh, let's see. Let me just, I'm going to, we got to say moaning about doing daily chores. Then when you That's... help, you have a problem. So then it makes you feel if you had nothing to moan about, you'll have nothing to say. <laughs> Interesting. Oh boy. Um, Let following the show, Jonathan, you're a pleasure to listen to on this. No <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, uh, Gina. You want to read Jimmy's? I find that some women either give false signals because they don't know what to do or they don't give signals and expect the man to pick that up. Guys are simple creatures. Make it obvious and clear and we get it. By the way, Jimmy, that's not true. Men are not simple creatures. Men are just as equally complex just because, you know, we believe that all we need is to feed us, fuck us, and shut the fuck up when we're watching sports. That's the way most men operate. But men are rather complex because they are just as unconsciously manipulative as women are unconsciously manipulative. And what I mean by the word manipulative is most humans operate in the dating process. I want my needs met first. That's the way most mm. humans operate. They don't operate from a place of giving. They operate from a place of taking. Now, they don't think so because they're unconscious to this because it's a very natural thing. By the way, we were raised as children because when we were babies, we did nothing to receive. Okay, Our parents took care of us. They, they wiped our ass. They fed us. They did everything. So we are naturally, instinctually born with taking. And so humans, you know, operate from a place of, I want my needs met first. And, and by the way, I said unconsciously manipulative. Men yep. are just as emotionally dysfunctional as women here. So to say men, I can't stand men who say they're easy. Yeah, they can mm -hmm. also be, yeah, they also are lazy and they don't invest and they don't do a lot of things that isn't mm -hmm. easy on the woman. Okay. Mm -hmm. So men and women are both bad at this process. <laughs> well, the I'm good saying. news is, is that, you know, if you're self-aware um, and, and, you know, you come from a place of love, like you just said, you know, all things are possible. So Jonathan, I'm going to have to end this uh, show, but I have a question for you, um, which I guess I'm going to put you on the spot, but a, a lot of people seem to have enjoyed uh, your presence here. So can I get you to do it again? Sure. <laughs> no, <Absolutely>. no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm happy to do yeah, it no, again. Yeah, no, I'm teasing you. Well, for you guys, like, the thing I love about, um, one of the things I love about Jonathan, too, is he does these, like, one-minute videos where he kind of sets it, sets the lesson home. And that's pretty great because a lot of us don't have more than a minute in us to pay attention. So I love that, you know, he does that. Um, that's, by the way, that's a form of dysfunctionality as well. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I know. Well, you know, it, it's, I think we're all, uh, we can all agree that there's a lot of dysfunction going on. So Hopefully I can, uh, we can talk after and we can figure out, um, a next time, but I want to say thank Absolutely. you so much, um, Aww, for anybody you. that, you know, wants to fo follow Jonathan, please do. Um, you know, anybody that was listening today, please hit that follow button and stick with us. Uh, the dating world is a tough place to navigate and we are here to try to help. So thank you so much, Jonathan. Thanks for oh. waking up early in the morning and, and hanging with us this morning. I was up three hours before this ever happened. <laughs> Dear God, you are better than me. Well, thank That's you guys not better, all for just listening. I like waking up at five. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, well, can I give you a big works. hug? Thank you for having me. I'm Absolutely. truly grateful.
Oh, absolutely. I give you a big hug. I thank you so much for your time and wisdom and perspective. Uh, that's what it's all about is just kind of thinking a little differently than hopefully I know I'm thinking differently than when I started. And I hope that the people listening today will think a little bit differently as well. So we will definitely see you guys again. Um, I'm going to pull Jonathan back. Um, and, uh, I wish you all love and light and, um, thank you again, Jonathan. You're the best. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Big hugs. All right. Hugs. Bye guys. Don't forget to hit that follow button and make sure that you, um, follow us. All right. So real talk with Karen Stacy.podbean.com. Hit that follow button and, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do if I'm popping on on Wednesday or not. I mean, not Wednesday. I'll definitely do hump day Wednesday sex talk. But um, I'm not sure if I may or may not hop on tomorrow. Let's see what happens. So I love you all. And thank you again for the support and the love. Uh, you know, again, tomorrow isn't promised. Don't be an asshole today. I kind of think that's kind of what Jonathan was saying. <laughs> all right. Later, guys. Bye.